The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. This week's Summer Struggle edition of Destino, a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast, is brought to you by the HTM Podcast Network online, hittingthemarks.com. We're also brought to you by our friends over at the Hameen Media Group, as well as the PW Hustle, syndicated by our friends over at ndpw.com and the Rational Rage Network. You can find Destino wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, be it Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Apple, Google, or iHeartRadio. On today's episode, I'm joined by Jimmy T from the Pro Wrestling Coalition to talk about Summer Struggle, as well as Preview, Wrestle Grand Slam, as well as a whole bunch of other topics. No stardom report this week as we went about two hours on today's show. This was the third time that we tried to record this episode. We've had all kinds of technical issue difficulties here at the 203, but it seems like we finally got it figured out. Uh, no stardom report as the show just ran so long. I'll try to include some stardom talk on the Grand Slam review that should be out sometime in the next couple of weeks. So much to talk about on this week's episode. But first, my friends from Down Under, this is Knife Park. You blocked me on Facebook and now you're going to die. Including my guest host, ladies and gentlemen, making his long-awaited return, and I say long-awaited half-heartedly because this is the third time we've tried to do this show in the span of about four days, so <laughs> it's the GAG from the PWC, it's my man Jimmy T! Hey, well, what's going on, Jago? I'm here for the third time. Hopefully this is the third time lucky, my brother. <laughs> so if I didn't mention it inside of the open, which I probably will, we have had technical <laughs> difficulties like crazy here inside of the 203. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for your patience in getting this episode out. And, and Jimmy, thank you very much for staying up until the wee hours of the morning down under to uh, talk some Japanese professional wrestling. God bless the internet. We got a dude in <laughs> Iowa talking to a dude in Melbourne, Australia, and we're going to talk about <laughs> Japanese professional wrestling. God bless the internet. <laughs> Is this world crazy or what, man? <laughs> Bro, it's it, it's crazy, and it's about to get crazier. We're going to talk about summer struggle, but we do have some things we need to address uh, before we get into summer struggle, starting off with G1 announcements, the G1 climax has been announced. It is going to run September 18th to October 21st. The most exciting tournament in all of professional wrestling. 19 shows in the span of a month. Jargo ain't getting no sleep that month. Jimmy T, are you excited for this year's G1 climax 31? Dude, I'm always excited for the G1 every year, man. But uh, look, I'll admit, man, it gets tough trying to watch every single friggin' day and shit. But hey, man, it's one of my favorite fucking events of the year in all of professional wrestling. So I'm definitely 
Looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to it, too, because our ratings always go through the roof when it comes to G1 season, because people tune in for the G1. They might hang on through Wrestle Kingdom, and then we see that huge drop-off there at the beginning of the year. So welcome back to Destino, if you are just now tuning in for the first time as we get ready for the Grand Slam inside of the Tokyo Dome Wrestle Grand Slam but first, we, we've got to jump on the road, too, and we have had a couple of bumps on the way. Starting off last Wednesday, me and Jimmy T, we sat down. We did a whole episode on AEW Dynamite. We talked about, about Mox and the Machine Gun, but we got to do it here on Destino as well. Jimmy T, what did you think of the match, number one? What did you think about it even happening in AEW? Because, boy, it'd be nice to see John Moxley in a New Japan ring, depending on New Japan title. Haven't seen that in a while, but John Moxley, now the longest reigning total days, IWGP United States champion. What'd you think of him versus the machine gun, Carl Anderson? Look, man, I'm not going to lie. I thought it could have been better. It was all right for what it was. You know what I mean? But there was a lot of silly spots in the match, to be honest, man, like with the, with the elite interrupting and whatnot, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it was all right, man. It is what it is. It was obvious that Moxie was going to win, right? So, I I was pulling for the machine gun. I mean, you know, one thing I will give AEW credit for, they're really finding their stride when it comes to building up stories that didn't necessarily happen inside of AEW. They had all that footage of machine gun going back to his new Japan days. And I think people forget how big of a deal Carl Anderson was as a single star before big LG came along and the good brothers became a thing. Like he was a G one climax finalist. He was intercontinental champion. Him and Nakamura were throwing down for that belt. It, what happened to the machine gun Carl Anderson? Like he left new Japan and he embraced that WWE style. That was my only complaint. I felt like I was watching Dean Ambrose versus one half of the good brothers. <laughs> That's right. Like, like I've said previously in the skirmish and I said it here on, a, on the original episode of us trying to record the show, the lost episode, never the lost heard. episode, <laughs> the long lost episode. But if at times it feels like I'm watching Dean Moxley, against the WWE version of Carl Anderson. And people seem to forget, man, Carl Anderson used to be jacked back then, yeah. dude. He was a big guy. To me, it seems like two different people altogether, man. It's like a clone. And it's not even a good clone. It's like when he came stateside for the sports entertainment aspect, for the WWE aspect, Machine Gun got himself in impeccable shape, but it was like all cosmetic. You know what I mean? Yes, like the, the right. training changes when you're training for a New Japan match versus you know the cosmetics of the WWE with all the TV cameras. Can't fault the Machine Gun for that. But I did <laughs> notice watching New Japan Strong this past week, I was like, damn, Carl looked like he'd been eating a few cheeseburgers. Like... <laughs> He doesn't look like he was in that same cosmetic kind of shape. So I'm hoping that we're actually going to get back the machine gun. Like maybe once he gets over and Ishii punches him in the face a couple times, he'll remember where the fuck he came from and become the machine gun again. <laughs> Talk about someone that's become WWE-ified, right? Right? <laughs> I mean, he's two different guys, like I said, man. And if you say he's been eating a few cheeseburgers, 
It didn't seem like that on Dynamite, dude. Come on. I mean, he looked in impeccable shape. Okay, but here's the thing. I don't know when Strong was filmed. I mean, just right. because it just aired, I mean, it might have filmed six weeks ago, and it might have just been a whole lot of water weight. Yeah, oh, d definitely. Look, I'm hoping he does build up to that New Japan weight that he used to have, man. I mean, he was wide, dude. Yeah. His neck, his traps were huge back in the day, man. I mean... I don't get, like you said, it's it's WWE, man. It's definitely changed him. It, I mean, LG got ripped out too, man. I mean, you know, both of those guys, when you're on the road doing that WWE schedule, ain't nothing to do but go to the goddamn gym, especially when you got a hot Asian wife at home. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, wait. We, we, we don't talk about that, do we, Carl? Right. <laughs> Apparently, he's uh, done one too many uh, misdemeanors, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, that's that's the word on the street. That's the word on the street. But I, oh, I am man. hopeful for the return of the Good Brothers. I can't wait to see Tomatonga slap the taste out of their goddamn mouth for hanging out with the elite. So this Dude. week, this week we have another IWGP United States Championship match. Is the Murder Hawk Lance Archer is going to be going up against John Moxley in a Texas Death Match. A straight-up rematch from the Tokyo Dome. Jimmy T, what do you think? Is it, That match was really violent. Can they do what they did in that match on TNT? I think they can. Uh, I actually do think they I can. Mean, like, it, there wasn't blood or anything, but no, it was, just but it was match, violent. Right? It was great, man. I actually thoroughly enjoyed the New Japan match, man. But whether this one lives up to that, I'm not too... Look, I'm not too sure, but... That was a really good decent. match. It was, dude. It really was, man. And, and you know what? The, the thing about this match, though, on Dynamite that's coming up, you know Moxie's going to win that match, too. And the thing about Lance Archer, I mean, he's getting used so bad. I mean, it's always 50-50s, a heels, a face. And, yeah, I am kind of hyped for it, but Moxie's going to win. Archer will lose again. And then who knows where, where you go from there. I mean, if I was him, I would have stayed in New Japan for a little while longer and stayed with uh, Suzuki-gun, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully we get some interwining story, you know, between Suzuki-gun and Lance Archer, possibly, in AEW. I really hope Lance comes out with Suzuki-gun gear on. I mean, he should. Oh, he cool. should come that'd out. Cool. He should absolutely rep Suzuki-gun going into this match. And when he loses this match, how crazy would Dallas go if Minoru Suzuki made an appearance? Because we haven't oh seen God. Suzuki on this tour, right? Like, No, no. And I've heard rumors that he's uh, currently in the UK, right? Well, that's my understanding was he was going over to see Miko. I mean, right. it, it, is it possible that we could get a Minoru Suzuki sighting. I mean, with all this New Japan crossover, would people know? Would Suzuki get that pop? <laughs> I hope so. Because if he doesn't, dude, I, I won't lie. Back when I went to my first New Japan event here here in Australia, right, I was worried for Minoru to come out and no one would know. Right. Shit. But boy, was I wrong. And I was happily wrong, right? Everyone knew his song. Every, everyone was popping, dude. He was excited. I'm pretty sure, like, the American fan base, in particular AEW, should know who Minoru Suzuki is. But in saying that, I wouldn't put it past them if they didn't, dude. 
I mean, Dallas didn't even seem to know that Goldberg was coming out on Monday Night Raw last night. So, right. I mean, I really I, I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried. Dude. I'm, I'm kind of worried about Dallas. <laughs> like, they, 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 that one seemed pretty obvious. If it's not Minoru Suzuki, which I'm not going to hold my breath. No, definitely. Who who do you want to see challenge John Moxley for the IWGP United States Championship? Because as things stand right now, New Japan Resurgence is going down in the middle of August. I want to say it's August 14th. It's going to be the first right. New Japan strong, like big show. Moxley's advertised he's going to defend the title at that show. Possibly he even loses the title at that show. Who's going to be the man to take the IWGP United States Championship from John Moxley? Could it possibly be Jay White? <laughs> well, we'll talk about Jay in a second because we got a whole lot more about Jay White we got to talk right. about. My opinion was different when we first recorded, but now it's changed again. So, well, I mean, I don't know. I guess the thing is with Jay, he already holds the Never title, right? right. So, I mean,. And he's, yeah, and they're also kind of doing this thing with Kenny, right? right. So, I mean, because I would like to see Jay collect all the belts, right? But Me but I mean all the New Japan belts. I want him. <laughs> yeah. I want him to be the Never Champion. I want him to be the United <laughs> States Champion. I want him to beat Shingo Takagi and take the IWGP <laughs> Heavyweight Championship. Oh, no, really? I mean. Yeah, I want because he's got this whole thing where he's the first Grand Slam champion. He's the first exactly, guy to hold dude, right. all those individual titles. I want to see him be like I, I want to hold them all at once, like you know, <laughs> and come out Ultimo Dragon style, you know, like hell yeah, man. And you know what? Maybe it is happening. I mean, think about it. Like you just said, they were just saying how he's the first Grand Slam champion, right? Where he's won every single belt. Maybe this is leading towards something like that. I mean, surely we're going to get a program. Look, I don't know if you want to keep talking about Jay White, but you know we're going to get a program. We, with, yeah, with I Kenny. mean, we, we, we saw at Slammiversary, Jay White comes out. He kind of eyeballs all of Kenny's belts that are laying there on the ring and just kind of kicks them out of the way because they're, they're just <laughs> beneath Jay White. Like, you think Jay White is going to Mexico? No, 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 no. I don't give a damn about Mexico. So he comes out, he gets in the ring, and him and Kenny kind of have a little bit of a stare down. The Good Brothers throw up a two-sweet, and Impact Wrestling goes off the air. Like, now, number one, I guess for Impact Wrestling, that's a hell of a cliffhanger. I, I will hand that one to you. People are going to tune in this. What? When the hell does Impact even air? Thursday? I, I think so, Thursday. <laughs> People are going to tune in on Thursday, at least more than 50,000. And, and they're going to find out what happened when Slammiversary went off the air. But right. since you're smart, ladies and gentlemen, and since you listen to Destino, I'm going to tell you what happened when Slammiversary went off of the air. When Slammiversary went off of the air, David Finley comes running out and Finjuice attack Switchblade Jay White. Switchblade Jay White, being the fucking pimp that he is, takes out both members of Finjuice because 
He's Jay freaking White. It's going to be Finley versus Jay White at Resurgence for the Never Open Weight Championship. So Jay White versus Moxley for the U.S. title out for Resurgence. Not going to happen there. Unless, unless, he, unless he makes a move after Moxley's match as the next challenger, which is entirely possible. So... David Finley versus Jay White for the never title. I mean, that just seems like a foregone conclusion. Jay White's going over in that match. like that. <laughs> You think? But while he's stateside, he seems to have some interest in the Impact World Championship, which I don't understand. I, I don't know why anybody would want that championship. I don't know how Impact Wrestling is still in business. I don't understand <laughs> why people are still working there. I understand the product is good. I get that. But I have no idea how Impact Wrestling is making money because they air on Access TV, which is owned by Mark Cuban, who has a whole bunch of money, so he doesn't really care. But there's no TV rights fee for Impact Wrestling that I'm aware of. They air no commercials on Impact Wrestling other than for shows that are on Access TV. That's all that they advertise. So there's no revenue coming into Impact Wrestling. I don't know how they make any money. I Most people don't even know what Access TV is or how to watch it. I, I, I don't understand how this company is still in business. And that's not against Impact Wrestling. That's just the business model. It, it's just, it's shit. And Jay freaking White shows up there? Like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on in the world? Why did... Why did this not happen on AEW television? We are talking about tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars here, just in pay-per-view buys. If you're going to do Switchblade Jay White versus Kenny Omega, you do it at an AEW (laughs) pay-per-view. What are you doing? Jago, I'm going to say this, man. Surely you can see the politics coming out over here, dude. I, sh- I don't it, get it. Why I get impact? It either, but I don't get it either. But the only way I can come up with any sort of thing that makes sense in my head, maybe New Japan's playing hard to get, dude. Maybe they're going like this to fucking to AEW, man. Maybe that forbidden door wasn't really kicked in after all, dude. It seems like Impact is becoming the new Ring of Honor partnership to New Japan. Am I wrong in saying no, that? No, that actually seems pretty accurate. Right, but why? I, I couldn't tell you. But as far as Impact still being in business, I almost feel like it's some sort of money laundering operation going on over there, man. Yeah, I, I mean, how I the don't, fuck? I mean, it's just the business aspect of Impact Wrestling makes no sense make to me. Sense. It really doesn't. I know they're billionaires, Anthem, that own them, but and still. I get the creative is good. I get that right. the shows are good. I very much enjoyed Kenny Omega versus Sammy Callahan way more than I thought I would with it being that style of a matchup right. and a pizza cutter going to the forehead, which, <laughs> you know, is Sammy Callahan for you. But <laughs> I, I, I just, why impact for Jay White? Like that just... So 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 you send Kenta to AEW, who is at best the number two in the Bullet Club. I would say he's probably number two in the Bullet Club at this point, yeah, right? Yeah, I'd say the same, right. Between Kenta and Evil, whichever one they feel like nah, pushing Kenta's this above week. Evil, dude. Now. Okay, okay. So, so Kenta, right. the clear number two in the Bullet Club. Right. And right. you send the number one in the Bullet Club 
to Impact Wrestling where they had 50,000 viewers. That's, it's bizarre, Will, dude. I mean, why? Yeah, it doesn't make sense, man, because if I was Jay White, I'd be demanding to go to AEW. If I was anything, Jay, I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed, too. And to be honest, did you check out his body language? Well, he's Jay freaking White. I mean, do, do you really trust Jay White's body language at any given moment in time? To be honest, he seems a little bit different, man, if that makes any sense. Not different. It's still Jay White. Maybe it's because it's the impact setting, dude. Because if anything, it degrades him. He's better off in New Japan, wrestling New Japan wrestlers, than coming out to to, to Kenny on impact, which is ridiculous. Pardon my thing, but retarded, man. It shouldn't even be a thing. You know what I'm saying? Why? If you are an American listener and, and you do not keep up with New Japan Pro Wrestling, especially two, three years ago, for those who don't know, Switchblade Jay White was originally offered a spot in Bullet Club by Kenny Omega while Kenny was the leader, right? And Jay was like, yeah, sure. And he takes it and he puts on his fancy Bullet Club shirt. And then he proceeds to drop Kenny Omega. He leaves the ring and then he joined Chaos the next day. That didn't work out so well either. But then, you know, fast forward a while. Kenny Omega is leaving New Japan Pro Wrestling. And Jay White slid right into that spot. None of us thought that he deserved that spot at the time. He becomes the IWGP champion. And everybody thought that he didn't deserve it. And I think we all kind of thought he got the championship so Okada can beat him in Madison Square Garden. Because we were supposed to get Omega Okada 4 inside of MSG. That was the plan. Kenny Omega Definitely. leaves, starts AEW. So now we we not only have Jay White showing up in Impact, we also have this great story that never really got the payoff because Kenny left and came to AEW. And now Switchblade Jay White is here. And Switchblade Jay White might be the new Kenny Omega. He might be the best wrestler in the world right now, as far as the total package goes. The look, the promo, the in-ring ability. It's really, really hard to say anybody is better than Jay White right now. Absolutely, man. And we've been we've been beating his drum for like over a year now, probably, Jago. Like easily, man. Look, I will say though. His stock might have gone just a little bit down because of COVID, right? It's not his fault, you know what I'm saying? But now that he's they've thrown him into impact, I mean, he's in the States because he can't get to Japan right now, right? Well, my understanding is he's over here basically for New Japan of America. He came over here for the tapings and everything leading up to resurgence when they're in front of fans. But to return to Japan and then come back with travel regulations the way they are doesn't really work so he's basically stuck in the states for like eight weeks leading up to resurgence and then he'll be back for the g1 let's hope so i mean the way things are going in japan who knows if we're gonna get a g1 possibly there is that yeah but in saying that I'm hoping look man i'll give him the benefit of the doubt for now let's see what happens on dynamite Generally, they don't acknowledge impact storylines in AEW, which they don't. Like, whatever's going on with Kenny is not even getting acknowledged in AEW, right? 
So, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm hoping something drastic happens on Dynamite. I mean, it's all there to happen. I mean, it feels like, you know, Fighter Fest Night 2. Okay, but, but here's, my, here's my issue, all right? Jay White is the dirtiest, slimiest, mm-hmm. biggest piece of shit, swarmy dick, chicken shit <laughs> heel that anybody has ever seen. Like, I mean, we're talking Ric Flair level, like, swarminess, right? He's going to come out on Dynamite, and he's going to be a baby face. You think so? Do they know him? That's if what they I'm put, if they again. put him opposite of Kenny Omega, he is going to be a baby face. Right now, definitely. Right. 100%. Yeah. I'm just hoping the fan base know him, though, man. Like but I said. How do you book Jay White as the dirty slime bag piece of shit that he is? There you go, Jago. I think you just answered your own question. <laughs> I, I just, think there's your answer. You can't. Because they've got too many heels, dude. It, it just can't. It, it doesn't work. Maybe that's why he's he is in impact right now. Is that a possibility? But the, even still, even if, if you do Switchblade versus Kenny and Impact, it's going to be the same right. way. Right. But, you know, it's Impact. No one's watching it, right? Per se. David Finley versus Switchblade Jay White. David Finley's the babyface, right? I mean, right. Jay's going to get a big pop, but Jay will, he'll be able to flip that. I'm intrigued. The New Japan crowd will play with Jay, right? Like, I hope like, so. like right. he'll yeah, get the definitely. big pop and then it'll be heel Jay White. But in Impact and AEW, where they're not following the storyline, and especially after what happened on Impact, everybody's going to tune into Dynamite to see if Switchblade is going to show up. But if he comes walking out on that stage at the end of Fighter Fest Night 2, Dallas is going to lose their freaking minds. I hope so. <laughs> and it's going to turn Jay White babyface. I don't want to cheer Jay White. I want to see Jay White get punched in the face. I'm a Jay White <laughs> fan, and he works me. He's so swarmy. Oh, he's just such an ass. Well, see, the thing is, if he doesn't come out on Dynamite, it's going to look bad on AEW, man. And I'm telling you, man. Ugh, it, it's such this terrible conundrum. I don't right, know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I mean, look at the guys that they've been bringing over. Like, you bring out Kenta. Kenta can get heat, right? You bring out fucking Nagata. People love Yuji Nagata, right? Like, everybody's going to cheer Yuji Nagata. (laughs) Switchblade Jay White, that place is going to go nuts. And I just feel like that is going to hurt Jay a lot. you, You truly believe that? I really do. I really do. I don't know, man. Like, like I said, in the eyes getting... of the New Japan fan, because I mean, it's Destino, right? We're right, looking right, at right, everything right. from exactly. a New no, Japan right. perspective. Right, I don't right. want to see people cheer Jay White. Now you're right in that in that sense. Definitely, you're you're 100 spot on. But when it comes to the Western wrestling fan base, you know damn well they're going to cheer him, bro. Fickle, <laughs> fickle, fickle. Exactly, like Daniel Bryan said, right. But, man, hey, there's even a possibility Daniel Bryan could be coming to New Japan, too, speaking of fickle. Man. That would be great. Who do you, Who is your number one you want to see the American Dragon, Dan, Brian Danielson, 
your number one guy in New Japan Pro Wrestling, who do you want to see him wrestle? That's not Minoru Suzuki because the, everybody, I want to see everybody wrestle Minoru Suzuki. Right. You know what, man? Probably Ibushi. Ibushi? I think that'd be a great matchup, dude. Especially if, if the American Dragon comes out to the final countdown, dude. That would be pretty epic. Can you imagine that? Tell me the pop he would get. That would, it, it would, be, would go bananas. It would be pretty epic. It'd be epic. I want to see him versus Hiromu. I want to put oh. I want to put Brian Danielson in the junior heavyweight division where he belongs because <laughs> right. in New Japan Pro Wrestling it's two twenty and under it's not two oh five. Brian Danielson right. is a junior heavyweight. I want to see oh, I want to see Brian Danielson versus Hiromu Takahashi just because you know fuck you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be an awesome match, and that's a big fuck you, definitely. I mean, dude, you can. There's so many ways. Whether it happens, still, we'll see what happens, right? But it seems like it's, it's a thing that could be really possible, dude. Especially if he if he goes with AEW, these guys tend to do little New Japan side sort of contracts so they can wrestle in Japan too. Why not, dude? I'm all for it, man. I mean, it's an exciting time in pro wrestling. I'm not gonna lie. Since the fans are back and stuff like that, I know Japan is still sort of, you know, in limbo. Yeah, the clap crowd. Right. And yeah, that's that's crazy though, dude. The fact that they can't really cheer is a bit, I don't know, man. It's a bit it crazy. It didn't bother me until the American fans came back. And now it really bothers me. The perception changes, bro. I mean, seriously, ever since the fan base have come back, especially the American fan base... Man, how much better does it seem? It's changed. It's changed the whole product completely. And now it looks like New Japan is really suffering without that interaction. Sure, we've got fans there, but it ain't the same thing, man. And I don't know what they got to do, whether they... Like, look at Kota Ibushi. What's up with the vaccine um, thing that's going on with him? Is that legit? Is he really feeling that way? Well, my understanding is Ibushi spiked a fever after getting his second COVID vaccine and New Japan wouldn't let him wrestle because of it. And, and I mean, given the way things are in Japan right now, I can understand it from New Japan's perspective. Right, right. But I mean, yeah, the whole, the whole situation just seems freaking insane. But it sounds Crazy. like he'll, he'll be fine. It was just... right. A typical reaction to the vaccine. Uh, it's 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 crazy, man. What's been happening, man? And the fact they acknowledge that is actually crazy as well, man. Have you Look, seen man, Have you seen Kaiju Mono? Of course. You, do you suppose that Lady? they? Well, do, do do you suppose that they injected Ibushi with Ceramix? <laughs> Possibly. If you have not seen Kaiju Mono, the movie starring Kota Ibushi and Minoru Suzuki versus fucking Godzilla, you need to go watch Kaiju Mono. It's the best $15 you'll spend on Amazon. That is crazy, dude. <laughs> Seriously. It's fantastic. It's been for a while, too, now. It's yeah. great. It's great. It's, it's one of the greatest <laughs> movies of all time. Oh, that's nuts. Cinemax! <laughs> oh, great shit. Great shit. Oh, man. I mean, look. look. No, I was going to say, like, I'm just looking forward to seeing what's what's going to happen, man. This week is going to say a lot. Put it that way, Jago. Is Tokyo Dome going to be that way? Are they going to expect the Tokyo Dome to sit on their hands and just clap and stomp their feet? <laughs> because that's going to be really fucking weird. Dude, the fact they got another Tokyo Dome show is fucking weird, well, <laughs> to yeah, be honest, there man. Is that. There I is mean, that. is it going to draw? I... <laughs> 
I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, they were advertising they had to stop selling tickets at a certain time and get your tickets now. And so I, it's like, what? So if somebody buys a ticket at 11.58 p.m., they can go to the show. But if they show up at 12.01 to buy a ticket, they, they cannot buy a ticket to go to the show. So fucking weird. Like, Japan is such a weird place. They are. They really are, man. If I was New Japan, man, I don't know if they should do a Tokyo Dome show right now, man. It's not the time and place for it. And, and not to, like, go off on a tangent about, you know, what is going on in Japan, especially with the Olympics and Tokyo right, Dome and everything yeah. else. But you have to look at this from the Japanese people's perspective. The government is telling us to do something. The last time the government told us to do something, they dropped two fucking bombs on our asses. The Japanese people are very untrusting of the Japanese government. And that is why vaccination rates are so low in Japan comparative really? to the rest of the world at this point. It's wow. only like it's only like 2% vaccination rate in Japan <laughs> oh, at this shit. point. Uh, and it, that's what it is. I mean, it is literally written into the Japanese constitution that the government cannot lock them down. All they can do is issue these states of emergency, but they cannot issue a mandated lockdown in Japan because of World War II and the way that it ended because those bombs had no business dropping. Everybody knows it. The Japanese knew it. They were still waiting for freaking Stalin to negotiate peace between the United States and Japan. Yeah, right. it's that fucking insane. I mean, to look back on it now, it sounds insane, but the Japanese people do not trust the Japanese government. And if the Japanese government says, this is what you need to do, the Japanese people are going to say, fuck you. That's just Man. the way it is. Man, that's it's unbelievable. And you're right. It does go back to World War II. And basically, they rather trust the American way to keep the imperialism going than trust Stalin and you know probably become communist basically they believed up until the second bomb drop that stalin was going to negotiate peace between japan and the united states the reality was stalin was preparing to invade manchuria which was japanese controlled territory yep. in china absolutely man oh yes i do you i do you favor comrade and then i stab you in the fucking back like that's <laughs> literally on on a global scale that's what was going <laughs> on Absolutely, man. It's insane. That whole story is insane definitely, and entirely dude. true. It is. It definitely is, man. And, and Japan put the, that were in a rock and a hard place, basically, man. Either you know, trust the devil you know or the devil you don't. You know what I mean? It's almost as insane, ladies and gentlemen, as a handcuff Rambo. Yeah, because that's a thing, thanks to Toru Yano, but we will talk about that after <laughs> Summer Struggle. So we talked about Ibushi being out with his complications. Hiromu Takahashi starts off the show night one, just you know, kind of getting the audience pumped up and ready for the show, being the absolute insane, crazy person that he is. I, I will say this, Jimmy. New Japan has done a great job of keeping Hiromu around and keeping Hiromu relevant while he's dealing with this pectoral injury. I we we haven't missed Hiromu Takahashi at this point. It's <laughs> he's just insane. You have to have that personality, right? Absolutely, man. I mean the, the guy's motivated, man. 
even without with injuries and and all that that's holding him back man he's still marching right along man and i'm glad he's still around to be honest with you man because man without him there's just something missing man the guy has got this energy he seems like a happy go lucky type of guy man i'm i'm just happy that he's around and he's doing commentary too man the guy's doing everything other than wrestling so i'm i'm all for it he's insane He's absolutely insane, and I love Hiromu so much. Hurry back, my friend. I, is is it November 4th yet? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Power exactly. struggle, Osaka, that's where it's going down. <laughs> that's where it's going down. Um, so let's talk about the actual show. It starts off with Master Wado taking on Yuya Uamura. This match goes nine minutes and nine seconds. Master Wado winning with the RPP. So Jimmy T... Master Wado in the opening match against the Young Lion tomorrow, night two, he would go one-on-one with Shingo Takagi on his one-year anniversary inside of New Japan Pro Wrestling. What do you make of a year of Wado? It's already been a year. A year of Wado. <laughs> God damn it, man. I, know, I think you know my feelings about Wado, man. I don't know what to think of him really right now. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of his dude. I'm not going to lie. You know what I mean? I mean, I had high hopes for Kawato. I really did. I I loved him as a young lion. Like, he was just fantastic. And then he went to Mexico, and he dyed his hair blue, <laughs> and I was like, yes, I'm loving this. And then he came back, and he got his ass kicked by Doki the first night. And I was just <laughs> like, man, this is not going to go well. When you're getting your ass beat by Doki, this is not going to go well. And it, it's it been a rough year for Wado. But now Wado is is hanging out with Kota Ibushi rather than Hiroshi Tenzan. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that that's necessarily a good thing. But, you know, Teacher Ibushi, I... The free spirit, the guy who can't be tied down, the guy who just, he goes his own path and marches to his own. Like, is Kawato going to be out training on a beach? Because I, I just, I, Ibushi as a teacher, I just, I, I, I question that one a little. What I want to know is, is Gato and Jado okay? <laughs> That's what I want to know, man, because some of these booking decisions they've done in the last few months, to be honest, have been pretty questionable, to be honest, Jago. Yeah, and, I don't know, man. And some of the people are like, oh, don't be so hard on Wado. A lot of young lions, you know, when they first come back from yeah. excursion. And it's like, okay, wait. Great Okan came back. Night one, he lays out Kazuchika Okada. Right. Master Wado comes back and he gets his ass <laughs> beaten by Doki. I mean, not even the Doki Choki. Just he got straight up beaten <laughs> up by Doki. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean that just sums it up, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, seriously, the Great Okan at least is growing on me, dude. He's div- like he's progressed, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? A little Wado, bit. Not so much. Yeah, it's only a little bit, but it's progression. We got progress, and that's all that matters, man. Let's let's talk about one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, Dick Togo. Yeah, love me some Dick Togo. Dick Togo and Evil defeat Yo and Tomohiro Ishii in 11 minutes and 37 seconds. Scorpion Deathlock from Evil to Yo. Uh, This all started, we thought it was Bullet Club versus Chaos for the six-man titles. 
Turns out, Evil just doesn't like Tomohiro Ishii. Evil 0-4 in his singles career against Tomohiro Ishii, and now he's trying to get one up on the Stone Pitbull. Ishii doesn't even know what's going on. Ishii doesn't <laughs> give a shit. Ishii is the honey badger of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and if Evil wants to fight, Ishii gonna fight Evil. It's going down in Nagoya. What do you think? What the hell is going on, man? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Again, why is this match even a thing? Like, like you, like you said yourself, man. Ishii doesn't even know what's happening. But Ishii he's doesn't care. It, you know he's I mean? just like, oh, you want to fight? All right, let's fight. Whatever. Yeah. And Evil just seems so disinterested. Or is it just me, dude? Dude, it's His crazy to think. Seems crazy so to off. think he was a double champion. Right? Can you believe that shit? Like, it, and to be fair, insane. They've screwed him in, in many ways, dude. They really screwed him. Like, Jado and Gato, I'm sorry, but they've ruined him. They've totally ruined him, I dude. mean, Evil was elevated up the card when the roster was incredibly thin. We had to give Evil some credibility, and we had to give Bullet Club a shot in the arm because the Gaijin weren't allowed in the country. Bullet Club was really, right. really struggling. So they did the evil experiment, and it's kind of like the Jinder Mahal experiment to me. Oof. Like, Oof. you know, it just, <laughs> hey, you got, you gave it a solid effort. You tried real hard, and now that guys like Switchblade Jay White are back, we're going to put you back where you belong on the card. That's very much what it seems like to me. And look, I hate to say it, man, but they took a guy that was about, that was probably the fourth guy in L.I.J., am I wrong in saying that? Would no. you say he was the fourth guy? I'm not sure that he wasn't the fifth at a certain point. Right, there you go, right? I mean, so, because like, when you count them out, right, you, you had Naito, you had Hiromu, you had Shingo catching fire, Sonata, definitely the more interesting of the two. Definitely, right. And I mean, I'd rather watch a Bushi match than I would an evil match. Oh, hell yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? So he's, he's the sixth guy in his own faction. <laughs> There you go, all right? So they took the sixth guy and then elevated him into the Bullet Club as the number two guy, arguably, right? Well, the and number one guy before Jay even number got one guy, back. Right. Made him IWGP champion and then expect him to succeed? That's not how it works, dude. You don't take a guy that was on the bottom of one group, make him number one into another, throw him the title on top of that and then expect him to succeed? I'm sorry, Jado and Gato, but what the hell were you guys thinking? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> like, it didn't work. Did not it work. Didn't work. It was a miserable failure of Jago. I hate to say it, and I'm a fan of evils, but right now this evil is not the same evil, man. It just no. isn't. He, he ain't evil. He ain't evil. He definitely ain't evil. Hundred <laughs> percent. His aura is not even evil. His aura just feels defeated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. his thing now. Like, what the hell? Tell me he's not defeated, dude. I'm yep. telling you, man. But at least he lost the eye makeup. Yeah, but it shows too much of his face now sort of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not saying that in a bad way, but I mean that like <laughs> I'm really not. You were saying man. it in a bad way. It's okay. It's okay. No, it just I can see his emotions too much now, man. Maybe I'm just seeing things, but just that's the vibe I get off him. You know what I mean? It's true. It's true. Let's talk about Yo. Uh, since we're talking about losers, uh, Yo got beaten by El Desperado. 
uh, when he challenged for the junior open weight title. Rapungi 3K lost the tag titles to El Fantasmo and Taiji Ishimori. Uh, Yo came back like full of kind of fire and he's real quickly falling kind of back into that middle of the pack with the juniors again, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what's even more weird? He seems to look strong in the matches and then it doesn't end well. Like he just can't get himself over. Right. I mean, what is it? I like, don't know. He's not connecting with the crowd. I mean, he's not. The thing is, he's very talented, dude. Yeah, he, he is understand. very talented, but he's a very talented junior. And when you have right. him in there with guys like you know, Tomohiro Ishii and Evil, I mean, even Dick Togo. Dick Togo is probably a junior, but he's like three <laughs> times the size of Yo. I agree 100%. Again, it goes back to Jado and Gato. I mean, are they truly throwing stuff at the wall and see what sticks? I mean, that's what it feels like, dude, at this point. Are they getting desperate like to find the next big star now that will osprey is not around jay white is stuck in the states i mean they, they're really trying all sorts of different things and it's not really working man yeah right now they're trying shingo takagi but we'll, we'll get to him in a minute first we got to talk about tanahashi and the mega coaches yeah, that's the six-man team that you never knew that you wanted. They defeat the team of El Fantasmo, Yujiro, and Kenta. 15 minutes and 16 seconds with the high fly flow going to Yujiro. Um, Tanahashi, just absolutely freaking timeless. Uh, Tanahashi versus Kenta is going down July 24th in Nagoya. Uh, this match is getting rather heated as well. It should. It's the face of Noah versus the face of new Japan and Kenta and Tanahashi don't seem like they like very each other very much. Uh, so I'm down to see that, but th this six man tag <laughs> Tanahashi doing comedy spots with the mega coaches, not necessarily what I want from the ace. Look, I'm not going to lie. I kind of enjoyed this match. <laughs> Because it was funny, dude. It is what it is, all right? It was pretty funny, but I agree with you 100%. Why Tanahashi's getting involved with that shit, I don't know. But I guess they want to cheer up the fans, man. I mean, it is what it is. It was still a fun match for a comedy match. It, it was a fun match. I, I, I did enjoy Taguchi, especially, paying oh, his homage the MVP. to... <laughs> the homage to Shinsuke Nakamura, now even complete with the crown, now that Nakamura <laughs> is once again the king of strong style. Right. Um, just absolutely fantastic. And Taguchi got a new t-shirt. Taguchi really excited about his new t-shirt. El Fantasmo also got a new t-shirt. They did a, a great spot where it was kind of a jersey swap that ended up <laughs> that with funny. El Fantasmo choking <laughs> out Taguchi with his own t-shirt. I, I very much enjoyed that. Uh, that also got a little bit of a narrative inside of this match that Rocky Romero wanting to challenge for the junior heavyweight championship again. Rocky Romero, nine-time tag team champion, but he's never won the solo, the junior heavyweight championship. Jimmy, what do you think? Can, can we elevate Rocky Romero to the IWGP junior title? I This isn't happening, right? Desperado, going to waste Rocky Romero. If Desperado doesn't waste Rocky Romero... I don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> really, I don't know what to say. And no, really, let's be real. Rocky Romero doesn't need to be elevated. Even if you gave him the belt, he still won't be elevated. It, it's just he doesn't need the belt, really. He just doesn't need the belt. So, And, and as far as El Desperado goes, 
Man, it's hard to argue that he, he he's had one of the best years of his career, if not the best year of his career during this pandemic sort of time. Do you know what I mean? Hey, he's hey, absolutely killed it. Romu's misfortune is Desperado's fortune. I mean, absolutely. Which, in a weird, fucked up sort of way. <laughs> completely plays into the story of Hiromu Takahashi and El Desperado. Absolutely, man. And, uh, man, I never knew... Uh, I knew El Desperado was good, but I never knew he was this good. I love me some I mean, Despy. I hey, love me some Despy. I love me some Despy too, man. <laughs> that makes two of us, man. That guy has absolutely destroyed it this year, which is great to see, man. Yes, it's probably at the expense of Hiromu, but at this point, I'm all for it. That's something they've thrown at the wall. And it's actually stuck. Yeah. No, De Despy has been fantastic. We also got a narrative inside of this match. The Dangerous Techers looking at Kazuchika Okada and Hiroshi Tanahashi as the next challengers after they got past Naito and Sonata. And, uh, I mean, we're going to get to it, right? We're, we're going to talk about it. Naito and Sonata becoming the champs on night two. But... It, was this kind of a narrative of the dangerous techers just overlooking LIJ? Like you, you guys aren't a team. Like you're, you're just two guys. Like you're, yeah. you're going to be nothing. And then we're going to beat Okada and Tanahashi too, because you know, we're the dangerous techers. <laughs> well, that seems to be the narrative, right? You think that's anything that would make logical sense. I mean, uh, man, I don't look, even this, with all the... What, what's going on with uh, Naito and Sonata? And are we getting tension between Shingo and Naito? And, like, is, isn't Okada... Why is Okada, like, even in this position right now? He feels so flat to me right now, man. Well, I, I, I think part of that is by design. Yeah, um, to build him up for the G1. And, yeah, because, right. I mean, Okada goes hard. Right. Especially when it comes G1 season, it makes sense that, you know, like, OK, G1 is going to be in the middle of September. So right. my, my my lull period is going to be June, July and August. That makes sense. Like post does, like Dominion to G1 is give me give me crazy Kazu balloon Okada from, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. Dominion oh, to yeah. G1. Just get it out Why of your not? system. And then, and then give it. me the Rainmaker. Definitely, man. I mean, look, it seems to be going down that road, and if it is, cool. But I just don't like this sort of period of just stagnant. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It just it rubs off. Like, I know the, the way the Japanese see it is different to the way we would see it. Right. Like, And I'm talking about the Western wrestling fan. But in saying that, it definitely smells like a Carter G1 win, definitely, man. I mean, it's the only logical thing. I mean, this is what happens. It's pretty predictable. Unless they go a completely different route, I'll be shocked. But in saying that, who knows? Well, I mean, if they're going to go a different route, it very well might be real soon at Wrestle Grand Slam in the Tokyo Dome. Uh, we would see it in the next match. Jeff Cobb and the Great Okan defeat the team right. of Okada and Sho. 11 minutes and 41 seconds with one of the most vicious tour of the islands that you're ever going to see is <laughs> Jeff Cobb just picks up show and wipes his ass with him. It's just, it, it's ridiculous uh, show. They put him over strong, man, that he's been doing MMA training. I mean, I'm looking at him in this match and I always thought show could move up to heavyweight. 
No, nope. uh-uh. not happening. Not <laughs> happening. He is so small compared to Kazuchika Okada, Jeff Cobb, and the great Okan. Like, thanks for coming, show. But like, I feel like both guys from Rapunky 3K. Like, you guys need one another. Your junior heavyweight tag team from now until the end Damn. of time because that is your place <laughs> on the card. Jogger, that is harsh, my man. <laughs> I know, but I mean, <laughs> harsh, man. Dude, Jeff Cobb looks like he could eat show. Absolutely, man. Boy, has he gone up another level man. since he came with New Japan. Dude, he looks like a million bucks. He did ask, uh, was it was it show or was it yo, when he asked, have you ever been to the island? <laughs> right. Well, he took him to the islands, dude, and it was all over after that. I mean, man, you know what? I like this team of uh, Greto Khan and, uh, and Jeff Cobb. For whatever reason... This is, again, one of those instances, throw it at the wall and see if it sticks. Well, this one's stuck, too. And I'm actually enjoying this team. I, I fully support a run of Jeff Cobb and the Great Ocon, IWGP <laughs> Tag Team Champions. I, I really like that team. And you're right. Jeff Cobb is somehow he has captured the that mystique that the monster Matanza Cueto had, you know, like where, where Jeff Cobb's just a human wrecking ball at this point. He's on a totally another level. Absolutely, on a whole other level, man. And uh, man, I'm telling you, I could see WWE sniffing his way. So if you know, if New Japan aren't careful, I'd be tying him down, man, because he would so fit into WWE's mold right now. Yeah, it ain't funny, man. You know what I'm saying? But keep this thing going, man. I want them to be tag champions. Yeah, but you know, I could see Vince McMahon seeing the Great Ocon and being like, "Yeah, I want that guy." And they're like, sweet, oh, oh. We'll, we'll, we'll bring him in, Vince. And then Jeff Cobb would show up, and, and Vince would be like, no, not him. I want the other guy. Give me the tall one. He's going to be the Japanese Jinder Mahal. Yeah. Oh, shit. I can see it. Japanese Jinder Mahal. I can see it. Holy shit. I've heard it all. Can you imagine that? I Yes, I can. You can. I can't That's after crazy, what they're dude. doing with Jinder Mahal. Like, Drew McIntyre's wrestling Jinder Mahal for the love of fucking God. Like, what the hell are we doing? Don't get me started on that shit, Fucking please. Christ. <laughs> fucking Christ. Let's not go there, bro. <laughs> the Los Ingobernables de Japón team of Shingo, Naito, Sonata, and Bushi defeat the Suzuki-Goon team of Doki, Kanemaru, Zack Sabre Jr., and Taichi. If you guess that Shingo Takagi took off Doki's head with a pumping bomber... You would be correct. That's the finish. Uh, this match unofficial as Tai Chi never got a chance to take off his pants. Um, <laughs> this is an interesting build for Naito and Sonata versus the dangerous techers. Commentary is telling one story about, you know, how Naito wants to prove himself in the tag division. He hasn't challenged for the tag title since No Limit in 2011 and all this other shit. Naito and Sonata, they're not telling that story. Inside of the ring, they are clowning around fools. They had Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. sign the contract when they signed a magazine featuring (laughs) the Dangerous Techers. Like, this is like straight out of Hiromu's book, like kind of insane levels from Naito. It's it's crazy Kazu Naito. Like, I... I, I, (laughs) It, it take me out to Ingobernable. I, I don't understand <laughs> what the hell is going on with Tetsuya Naito right now. Did I just hear that, Jago? Take, take me out of Ingobernable. Take me out, Ingobernable. Oh, that's beautiful. Now, in saying that, man, it, it is crazy Kazu 
Naito here, man. A I mean, little bit. It is. It actually is. Where they're going with this, I don't know. Or if it's just him being bored, maybe. I, I, I mean, <laughs> this match is built around the fact that Zack Sabre Jr. and Sonata have really good chemistry in the ring. It's also built around the fact that Tetsuya Naito and Taichi hate each other and also have really good chemistry inside of the ring. And it's also built around the fact that Zack Sabre Jr. does not want to wrestle Tetsuya Naito. He wants nothing to do with Tetsuya Naito, which makes no sense to me because every time I see those two in a singles match, Zack just ties Naito into a freaking pretzel <laughs> yeah. and Naito quits. Like, that's how that match goes. Like, I, the whole psychology here is just completely Weird. missing. Big time, dude. And that's my point. Like, what is this? Like, again, like, where are we going? Why would Naito really want to tag belt? Let's be honest, right? He went from double champion just from January. Think about it. It wasn't <laughs> right. even that long ago. Right. Right? And now we've got this. Crazy Kazu Naito. I mean, I don't know what's happening, man. Again, I think they're just in limbo because I don't know what to do with him at the moment, Jago. Let's be honest. And I th and the same goes with Sonata, man. Maybe the new narrative should be that Kota Ibushi need Tetsuya Naito in the face so hard in the Tokyo Dome that Naito has just quit. He, he just he just wants to be in the tag division now because he doesn't want anything to do with Kota Ibushi. Like, give me some kind of story here. I get, I got, I got it. Maybe we get Stardust Naito again because Stardust. he's been kneed to the head one too many times by Kota Ibushi. Well, you know what I want to have happen? They keep putting over on AEW that uh andrade el idolo can, oh, can he can kick down the forbidden door and he can compete for championships all over the world which is is going to lead to him taking the triple a mega championship from kenny 100%. omega at 100%. triple mania right. that's yep. gonna happen um but i want to see the sombra the former intercontinental iwgp champion i want to see him return to japan oh hell yeah el ingobernable himself and I want to see him walk up to Tetsuya Naito and just be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> I trusted you with the legacy of Los yeah, Ingobernables, and this Hell is what yeah. you're doing? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, give me something. Uh, man, see, Jago, that's that's what you call story storytelling right there, man. What you just said would be awesome. Tell me if you saw Andrade, like you just explained, walking into New Japan and just grab Naito by the head. Just punk him out. Just, like, just punk him out and say, what the fuck are you doing? What is wrong Take with you? LIJ card away from him. Yeah. And that's it. It's and done for. You know what I mean? I'm because taking over the faction. I'm back. I'm taking right. over. It's his. It's technically his, right? Him and Rush and... Man. Yeah. That's what should happen. They got... If they don't do some sort of storyline like that in future, they're, they're idiots. <laughs> Straight up. And I'm thinking, I'm hoping... That we get that. Because how cool would it be if you get a little reunion between all of them from Mexico and Japan? They're together, but then shit hits the fan. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm all for that, man. And hopefully th they are actually thinking about doing that type of stuff. Whether New Japan really wants to roll with AEW is another question, though. And we know what's happened with AAA and CMLL. Well, I mean, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? So it, it's a mess, dude. I try to not talk about the drug cartels in Mexico. I mean, AAA and CMLL. 
The drunk content. I mean, dude. <laughs> 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 Oh, you're a character, Jaga. That was good. Your main event of night one, El Desperado, defeats Taisha Ishimori in his second defense of the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. This match goes 28 minutes and 54 seconds, and this was fantastic. Uh, Ishimori putting in work on Despy's shoulder, Despy going to work on Ishimori's knee. It's a heel versus heel matchup. The crowd can't do anything but clap and stomp their feet. The whole presentation's just kind of weird. But the whole match was freaking fantastic. Absolutely fantastic, man. But it's funny that you just brought up how everything is kind of weird. Because the fact that we're talking like this about New Japan Pro Wrestling is weird. Well, yeah, but, I mean, like, this is the sports-like presentation when it comes to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like, you're not always going to have a good guy versus a bad guy because sometimes two good guys want a title. Sometimes two bad guys want a title. And the the fans just kind of pick, okay, well, I'm I'm Team Suzuki-Goon. I'm going to pull for El Desperado or I'm, I'm team bullet club. I'm pulling for Taiji Ishimori, you know? So to me, that's where the real sports like presentation of, course, of new Japan right. comes in. And that's great. That's great. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Whereas the Western promotions would sort of poo poo that type of stuff, right? Technically, even though we get that sometimes, but yeah, man, I mean, look, this match easily was probably the match of the night, obviously. I oh, mean, by far, by far, by far. Right. And I like this little thing between uh, Ishimori and um, and Despi. I'm, I'm actually liking th- this little feud, man. So, man, keep it going even if it has to. I mean, why not? I mean, El Desperado seems like he's kind of the baby face at this point. Suzuki Goon kind of seems like they're flirting with a baby face turn a little bit. I mean, like, half and half. But even like <laughs> El Fantasmo being the dickhead that he is comes out to interfere in this match. And Katamaru comes out and saves Despi as tag team partner. Like, and the crowd goes nuts for it. Like you're <laughs> cheering the heel mass. His nickname is literally Heel master. His character is, I'm your drunken uncle that will beat you with my whiskey bottle. Like, that is his character. And the fans are like, yay, Kinamaru. Like, what's going on, Jaga, again? Like, is this what they want? Yeah, exactly. It's like twitching. What? Like, I mean, honestly, is this their intention, though? Was this their actual intention in the first place? And if it is... Why are we going to have Suzuki Gun now as baby faces? Which is not the first time, dude. Oh, no, no, not at all. Not at all the first right. time. But I mean, even the finish of this match, Desperado getting his heat back, he throws Ishimori into the exposed corner that everybody forgot about like 20 freaking minutes ago. <laughs> Throws a straight right hand into Ishimori's face, <laughs> knocks his ass out, hits him with the pinche loco, not once, but twice, just to make good and goddamn sure he's dead, and then covers him. Like, it's a heel finish in a heel versus heel matchup so Despy can get his heat back, and then, like, stare down fucking Hiromu at ringside. Like, Despy is just a magnificent treasure. 
Despy, man, like I said, I never knew I was going to love me some Despy all the time, dude, because this guy, like I said before, he's on another level now, man. And Ishimori made him look good too, man. So, man, you know what? what's even more intriguing? Could we possibly get a Despy mask match? I don't think it matters at this point. Um, you don't think so? No. Uh, no. But, but once Desperado took his own mask off. Right, that's what I'm saying. In, in that it's... matchup with Hiromu. And Hiromu made the comment that even after the mask came off, I looked into his eyes and all I saw was El Desperado. You know, like you like know like my friend is my friend is gone. He has been you know completely taken over by this demon that is El Desperado. It's great, man. That is it's, awesome. It's great. But you know what? He looked he looked good too, dude. Yeah, he got the mask. That's what I'm saying. And he carries so, himself as a champ, like with the belt like strapped right, around right. his neck yeah, backwards cool. and shit. <laughs> like Despy's just he's just cool, and he's not the flashiest guy in any way, no, shape, or form. Not. But that's my point. There's so many layers to Despy. You can go so many different ways. You can't really screw him up, dude. And that's my point. I mean, he's just gold right now. If they're gonna try to throw shit at the wall and see what's sticking. Why not go all out with Despi? Like, all out. I mean, make well, him heavyweight. Make him bulk up a little bit. <laughs> the the one that, well, he's got that skinny, fat Adam Cole, right, like, right. fat piece yeah, of shit thing problem. going for him. <laughs> um, let, let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about your, your Aussie comrade, fucking Robbie Eagles. This fucking douchebag. Can't decide if he wants <laughs> to be in chaos, if he wants to be in Bullet Club, if he, whatever. He doesn't even know. Robbie Eagles comes up on the screen. I'm, I'm saying this for a reason because I love El Desperado, right? Robbie <laughs> Eagles comes up on the screen and he says, hey, champ, um, I got next. I, I, I weaseled my way out of COVID-ridden Australia where we're on our fifth yeah. lockdown and I'm flying to COVID-ridden Japan where you guys can't get your shit together and I'm going to come and I'm going to take your junior heavyweight championship. Once again, the invading Gaijin versus, you know, the, the, the defending Japanese champion, right? Right. But this time, the defending Gaijin that's coming over ain't going to get no title, man. Oh, no. He ain't getting no title. <laughs> he ain't getting it from El Desperado. But what no popped the shit out of me, go out of your way if you can find it with English subtext, was El Desperado's promo backstage after the match where he says, Robbie Eagles, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> you don't it, even have the balls to <laughs> show up and challenge me. You have a pre-recorded video. I noticed that you didn't refer to me by name. You had all of this <laughs> planned out. Whether I won or, or whether Ishimori won, you were, <laughs> hey, not. champion. Yeah, why didn't you say El Desperado? It's because you're a spineless piece of shit, and I'm going to fuck you up. Like, that's that's basically the El Desperado promo, and it's great. It's fantastic. Despy just sitting back in his chair in his El Desperado way, just like, where yeah. the fuck are you at? You ain't got no balls. You don't want no piece of El Desperado. It's fucking great. And he ain't lying, bro. No! That's what's funny. He ain't lying. And that's exactly what's going to happen, man. He's going to go over. Look, it's going to be a great match. Them two will absolutely tear their house down. But I'm sorry, Robbie. I like you, dude. You're from Australia, but you ain't got no chance against Despy. Ain't happening, bro. Not happening. Nah. All, all that's going to happen is you tapping the 
fuck out to the <laughs> steam muffler. That's what's going to happen. But Styles <laughs> make fights. It should be a very, very good match. Oh, going down Wrestle Grand Slam. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. It's going to be a spot fist. It's not, it's not a kid ourselves here, but it's going to nope. be a great match. Yep. It's going to be, be an awesome match. And Robbie can go, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good. He's really good. But his high-flying moves versus Despian, the way that he's going to try to wear him down and stretch out that freaking knee, it's going to be a fantastic matchup. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, can't wait. All right, let's take a break. Welcome to Hami Media Group, or as the cool kids say, HMG. We're here to provide you with the very best entertainment alternative media has to offer. Thank you to all our supporters who have made us what we are today. Follow us on social media, video, and podcast platforms at Hami Media Group. Become a subscriber to Hami Media Group at Patreon.com for great free daily content as well as off-the-top-rope extras. Subscribe to our affiliate Patreon channels with a plethora of fun content on various tiers that will bring tears of joy to your eyes. Vince Russo's The Brand, The Rip Rogers FR Podcast, Stevie Ray TV, Goldilocks, The A Show with Aaron Stevens and April Hunter, the two-man power trip. Velvet Sky and Angelina Love, the beautiful people. And now, the Larry Hankin stories. Support your favorite HMG and independent pro wrestling talent at ProWrestlingTees.com. Enjoy the ultimate meal with Zordo's Ultra Premium Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Head over to ZordosOliveOil.com. Start your day with the best cup of joe, bro. Try a fantastic selection of flavorful coffee blends at thebrosters.com. StevieRichardsFitness.com. Get off that couch and make a healthy change without leaving your home. Amazing resistance band and yoga workout programs at an affordable price that will help you become a band new you. Hear from the pros who live the biz, bro, with talent that have worked for every major organization led by the man who put the attitude back in pro wrestling and in your ear holes. It's got to be Russo'sBrand.com, bro. Again, we'd like to thank you for joining us here at HMG. And now it's time to be entertained. All right, let's talk night two. Back from the break. Hiromu, once again, being an insane, crazy person, starting off night two, comes out and runs down the card. And he kind of teases a little bit that maybe he's a little bit closer coming back than what I think he is. But I, I'm still thinking power struggle. I, I still think that's when he will reappear. That's where he debuted. That's where he returned. It only makes sense that it'll be November 4th in Osaka. Uh, your first matchup of the night Kanemaru and El Desperado. That's right. Despi goes from the main event to the curtain jerker versus <laughs> Uamura and show 12 minutes and three seconds. And of course, this is a big match because if show could somehow pin El Desperado, he would get a shot at the IWGP junior heavyweight championship. That's clearly where I think everybody thought it was going. Uh-uh. No such luck as Kanemaru hits the deep impact on Uamura. And Despi, after the match, is like, 
uh-uh-uh, not today. <laughs> nope, you ain't getting the win today, show. No, 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 no. We're not having a match for this title. It's not happening. Just great storytelling with freaking Despy, man. He's so good right Absolutely. Now. He was just like, eh, 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 back of the line, bitch. Yep, yep. You know what I mean? He's just like, back of the line. Yeah, man, I mean, Despy, is, like I said, it, it really shows, compared to the others, man, how much ahead and what, how high of a level he's on right now compared to show Yo, U- Uramura. I mean, and I like Uramura, man. That's I like Uramura I'm, a lot. I'm a fan of his, man. And I think he's ready. He's on, he's on the cusp of something big, dude. Make no mistake about it. They kept making a comment inside of this match about Uramura as a future junior heavyweight champion. I can see and, that. And, and I could see it, but I was like... Uamura's not a junior. Look at He's that freaking guy. Yeah. He's a heavyweight, 100%. <laughs> I looked it up. Uamura is only 5 foot 11, 198 pounds. Oh, get the fuck out of here, dude. I was like, holy fucking shit. He is a junior. I'm like, <laughs> I'm looking at this dude as the next Kazuchika Okada. He's dude. a fucking junior. He looks like a heavyweight. I'm not going to lie, man. Like, But, I mean, look at the weird. way he's built. Could he put right. another 20 pounds on that frame to be a legit heavyweight? Because he's already built like a brick shithouse. He looks pretty full, too, man. Like, you're right. Can man. he build anymore? I mean, it's possible, right? I mean, look at Kenny Omega. Yeah, but I'm not sure that's been good for Kenny, putting on all that weight. Just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. And I mean, look at Osprey, right? Osprey put on all that weight, can't keep himself healthy. Yeah, Osprey is a different thing, man, because he's a small sort of cat and just putting on that extra sort of. And still bump, doing that same shit. He's stupid. He's got to slow the fuck down. If you're going to go like that route and go heavyweight. And he has. He's slowed way he down. He has. No, he has. Definitely. He's, he, he has by a long shot. But he still but does still, a lot of those spots, though, man. I mean, and look at AJ. Look at AJ and how, how much AJ flies now versus how much AJ flew back in the day. AJ, day, dude. he is like the pattern of what Will Ospreay should do with his style. That just shows how good AJ really is, dude. It, it really he, does. Right. He's that great. You know what I mean? And Will Ospreay needs to take a page out of his book. I mean... Just calm the fuck down, Will. <laughs> Just calm the fuck Just down, Will. That's it, man. Just chill the fuck out. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Calm the oh, fuck down, man. Will. <laughs> That's it, man. Jesus, man. Let's talk about your your, your six-man match of the night. And I got to tell you, I enjoyed this one. I enjoyed this one a lot. As much as I didn't like the Tanahashi match, I loved this one. The Mega Coaches and Tomohiro <laughs> Ishii. Defeat the team of El Phantasmo, Taisha Ishimori, and Evil in 13 minutes and 10 seconds. The Mega Coaches going to be challenging for the junior titles after getting the win here. Yeah, Rocky Romero and Taguchi. Rocky going for number nine, baby. <laughs> Jeez. I'm all for these guys, man. Like I said, I like them. I like the coaches, dude. But more it's, importantly, it's... they're going to expose El Fantasmo's loaded boot. <laughs> That's what Rocky Romero has promised. I'm waiting. I'm just oh. waiting because I'm so sick of this El Fantasmo. <laughs> this what do you guy, really think of El Fantasmo, dude? Dude. To be honest. El Fantasmo. Like, 
El Phantasmo might become my favorite wrestler someday because I <laughs> hate that guy so much. And I know I'm supposed to, right? Like it's that right. Tyler Breeze, Switchblade Jay White, like he's working me, like in the know. And I know he's working me and he's still working me. He is just, <laughs> yeah. I just, I fucking elephant he's got so much he's kyle kuzma he's the kyle <laughs> kuzma of new japan pro wrestling i see so much talent he should be an all-star he should be he should be just like the perennial number three guy for the los angeles lakers but no he's got his head too far up kardashian ass to go play fucking basketball that's el phantasmo in a nutshell Shit. What can I say after that joke? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Jesus. Look, man. <laughs> I like Phantasmo. I like him. I really do. Yeah, sure. They call him the next Sean Waltman. I can see that, right? But, dude, this guy's got way more personality than Sean Waltman. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. I don't hate he's... the guy. And he's Canadian, too. I, that, 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 that doesn't help. That doesn't <laughs> help. That's what I'm saying. It might explain a little bit. I mean, he's a knucklehead, okay, but... Exactly. Jesus <laughs> Christ, what it is. But what's with the hair, more importantly, dude? Dude, elephant, dude that guy. That, like, <laughs> Seriously. You know, what, you know what bothers me more than the hair? What bothers <laughs> me more than the hair is that fucking coat. All right? Oh. I mean, because it is a straight <laughs> ripoff of Prince Divot. Right, like, sure is. and that just—it just—I want to see him get punched in the face, Jimmy. I don't like El Phantasma. I don't <laughs> like him at all. He's such a swarmy dick. He's a swimmy motherfucker, that's for sure. Oh, I mean, as he, I sit here in a Bullet Club T-shirt, Jimmy, <laughs> I should have worn mine. God damn it! Fuck, yeah. man. <laughs> Look, man, I like him. You like him deep down. You know you do. Like you said, he could possibly become. Your favorite wrestler. You said it, not me. Those are you the did. guys, man. It's the guys that can work me. You know what I mean? Like, I have a, a, a like, Jay White. That's how Tyler Breeze became my favorite wrestler, right? right? Like, I just wanted to see Tyler get punched in the face. There was nothing <laughs> likable about Tyler Breeze back during his initial run at NXT. It was I, absolutely. It was incredible. And when I realized, I was like, I'm not supposed to like him. He's even fucking working me. You know what I mean? And it was like, this guy is fucking brilliant. I love it. It's fantastic. You know, but I, I just, I haven't quite crossed that threshold with El Phantasmo. I just want to see him get his ass kicked. That's all I want. I just want to, I want Rocky Romero to kick El Phantasmo's ass. Oh man. I just don't see it though, dude. I don't see it. Do you either. see it? No. I don't see it. I just don't see it. But the best thing in this match while Hiroshi Tanahashi is doing all the comedy spots with the mega coaches, and he's playing along with all the antics of Taguchi and Rocky Romero. <laughs> you know who ain't having none of that shit? Tomohiro Ishii. Tomohiro Ishii just wants to beat up evil. Rocky Romero trying to coach Ishii. I want you to do this. I'm giving you the signs and shit. And Ishii's like, that sign said kick evil's ass. That's the only thing that Ishii is concerned with in this match. It was great. Rocky Romero was so freaking frustrated. It was hilarious. Because Ishii is just uncoachable, even for the mega coaches. He definitely isn't. He definitely is. He's an uncoachable. I mean, dude, imagine they did play that freaking comedy role with Ishii 
Anyway, that would have looked so stupid, man. So I'm glad they I mean, went this way, man. Even when I saw this on the card, I was like, oh, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> you know, because like, I've always wondered how Tomohiro Ishii and Toro Yano are in the same faction. Like, I cannot see those two guys hanging out together. Like, they should not like each other whatsoever, let alone be in the same faction. I'm not even sure that Ishii likes Okada, and he's the leader of the uh -huh. faction. You know, like, at a certain point, you, you think that, like, Rocky Romero is going to try to stop Tomohiro Ishii from pounding on evil, which is hilarious oh, yeah, just in saying that out loud. Absolutely. But Ishii ain't having none of it. He just looks at Rocky Romero like, don't you fucking touch me right now. I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's be honest, right? There's more in common with Okada, right? Uh, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, Okada's a bit of a, you know, he's, he's out there, dude. He's a weird guy. He's a weird guy. He really is. Like, he really is. So you saying Ishii probably doesn't like Okada? I can believe that. I don't think I Ishii likes that. anybody. Dude, that's why Yano and, and Okada are best friends, dude. They're oh, yeah. pretty it's... similar when you really break it down, dude. Dude, Kazushika Okada on Yano's cooking show was one of the most ridiculous <laughs> goddamn things I've ever seen in my life. But come I on, mean, how awesome is that, dude? He's such a weird guy. Weird guy, but you know what? Yano apparently is a tough dude. Well, see, and that's what frustrates me about Yano, right? Because I remember the most violent players. I remember right. when Yano would get in the ring and he would go. And now he's just fat piece of shit clown Yano. Well, look at Taguchi even. Oh, yeah. Think the, about that. For the a Apollo second, 55 he's a legend, days. Really, dude. Yeah, the you Apollo 55 days with Devitt. I mean, exactly, dude. I, Arguably, arguably, Bullet Club doesn't happen without Ryusuke Taguchi and fucking Devitt getting fed up with his shit. And how sick was that back then, dude? Yeah, the fucking clicky clicky. You bet. Click click boom. It was it was off to the races after that, and that's that's the thing that really drives me not nuts, but how do we how do the how, how does this become like this and why? Are they suddenly from legends to like comedy like skits all the time now? Between now and the end of their career, you know what I mean? I think it's just the level of competition got so right. good that they couldn't keep up. So if you you're gonna, you if you're going to stay in New Japan Pro Wrestling, you got to find your niche, right? Right. And right. it's like, okay, there's not a comedy guy. I'll be the comedy guy. You know what I mean, and, and, and they do good jobs at doing it. No, no doubt about it. They've 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 added another ten years to their career doing that. You Absolutely. know, so well, I can see that. I I mean, I can't fault them for it. I mean, no, yeah. I mean, it's just weird just seeing him go from that to that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, very much. And yeah. Yano's definitely cut out his own sort of thing, but Taguchi, it's yeah, you know, it's just almost like a world tour of of the. He's Shinsuke Nakamura now. Taguchi right. thinks he's Shinsuke Nakamura. It's hilarious. It's I like great. It though, man. I like I can't fault him, man. I like it, dude. I like it, man. What and can I say, man? I, but the, the nice thing about Taguchi is when it comes to Best of Super Juniors, he still turns it on. Like, that's the only time Absolutely. you take Taguchi seriously right, is best right. of Super Juniors. And Yano, in a weird, fucked up kind of way, is a <laughs> little bit of the same way in the G1. Because yeah, you know Yano going to get somebody. 
A couple oh, hey. years ago, hell, like, you know, four or five matches into the tournament, he's leading the block because he's just hitting people in the dick and rolling them up, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, man. That's the Yano finish. He's crazy. Yeah. Oh, but when he beat John Moxley, if I didn't have hair, I would have pulled it the fuck out, man. I mean, I was just like, you've got to be shitting me. But he did. Like, that's what I'm saying. And that's when I started liking him, dude. I'm not going to lie. That's when I'm like, you know what? I see it now. I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for John Moxley to come back to Japan and murder Toru Yano. Like, just oh, straight funny. up fucking murder him. Like, I want to see John Moxley become the KOPW 2021, and I want the stipulation to be a light tube match. That's what oh, I want John Moxley to be like, yeah, we're going to have a light tube match. Put that <laughs> shit. We're going to have an FMW death match, and Satoshi Onita going to be the referee. Like... <laughs> Do that shit up. Complete with like the fucking moat and shit all the way around the ring. C4 barbed wire. Fucking do oh, it up. No. Now, now that's wishful thinking, Jugger. Well, you know what <laughs> you would know you know what would happen? What? Onito would turn on Moxley and Yano would win the oh, fucking match. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> that's what would happen. That's what hey, would happen. Moxie wants an Onita match deep down, dude. I'm telling you, man. He does want it. He does want he it. He does. He's on the record. Then what happened? And right. it sounds like Onita wants it too. Like, hey, you want to fight, man? We'll make money with it. Whatever, you know. Do you think we might actually get that eventually? I think if Onita thinks that he can make money doing it, that he will do it. I like, we'll you see. know. He's done though. He's done for really. But I mean, hey, why I could I could see him coming back for one match against Moxley if he thinks that it's a money match. Like, if he thinks he can make money doing it, I think In he'll Japan, do it. In Japan's definitely a money match. In the West, I'm not quite sure, man, because I, I mean so. people know who Anita is, but that's very Yeah, but that's a niche I mean? of a niche of a very niche. niche. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So it probably wouldn't work here, you know what I'm saying? Speaking of a niche, let's talk about Yujiro Takahashi. Yujiro and Kenta defeat the team of Yota Suji and Hiroshi Tanahashi. 10 minutes and 40 seconds with Pimp Juice. Yeah, if you guess that Yujiro hit that on Suji and not Tanahashi, <laughs> you would be correct. Yeah, because that Tanahashi, no, he ain't jobbing out to Yujiro. I, <laughs> I, I think what this is for, I the, the only explanation I have here is Yujiro is going to be in the G1. We got to get him a couple of wins. So it looks like in a tag match... Yujiro got a win over Tanahashi, but the, and so we can put him in the G one. That's that's what I think is going on here. I think is a good is the best thing to say because I'm not even sure. I because I got no other explanation. I I don't know what to say because really, why would he get the win over Tana? I mean, I I thought for sure when you saw this, like. Tanahashi gonna pin Yujiro, right? hundred like, percent. I mean, dude, like th 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 that's what's going down here. Like, come on, Suji's gonna get a win. They're gonna send him <laughs> off on excursion. Yeah, you know, like, look, what that's what I'm saying. It's bizarre land right yeah, now. I, I mean, I don't get the booking, but if that's what it is, because Suji's ready too. Like, Suji's as ready as Uemura. Send them off somewhere. Oh my god, they've been ready for hell. I mean, seriously, send them off already. I yes. get it because of COVID. But Jesus Christ, they've been like you know they're in the they're in the oven. They've been overcooked for for way a too year, long. for a year. Yeah, they should have been gone last year, really, dude. I mean, come on. So, and why are they even having them as young lions still? 
Even if they can't send them, I get it. They need to go on an excursion and all that. Then just promote them. Just promote them already. That's it, man. I mean, I don't get why they can't just start promoting him, right? So, and it's not fair on them too because they're so ready and I think they're going to be huge and they are sort of positioning them. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty much like like to go high up the card. So just this, this do it. Just don't turn them into the the sequel, the Master Watto. We'll be all right. No, how, why did you say? Why did you say that, Jugger? No, if they do that, damn it, dude, that's bad, dude. Seriously, you can't screw these two guys up. You just not with those sort of gimmicks, man. It just I can't see it. Jeff Cobb and the great Okan defeat another Okada team. This time, Okada's teaming with the other member of Rapungi 3K. He suffers the same fate. Jeff Cobb, tour of the islands. And, <laughs> and now Jeff Cobb is calling Kazuchika Okada a young boy. Get out of here, young boy. And it, I'm just the disrespect. And it, That was shocking, dude. Here's the thing, right? The way that this is set up, they're making Cobb out to be a monster. Yeah, but they made Okada look like a bitch. So everything says Okada wins in the Tokyo Dome, right? I like Okada slays the monster. You think? What does that do to Jeff Cobb, though? It kills him. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like all his heat away, dude. Jeff Cobb needs that win. He needs that win because I honestly don't think it hurts Okada. I don't know. Okada taking a lot of losses lately. But he is. In saying that, he is taking a lot of losses. But it's almost like it's normal right now with Okada, man. Yeah. As dumb as that sounds, it's, which is bad, I guess, in me saying that. Yeah. Weird. Weird, right? See, I just hope, man, I don't know what they do. They shouldn't go this way right now. Because if they're going to have Okada go over, then what was the point of building Bill Jeff Cobb, Cobb up all to be time? a monster? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other topic of conversation during this match, the o- the United Empire evidently is recruiting. They are looking right. for a junior heavyweight to add to their ranks. The logical one to me is Gabriel Kidd, uh, who is a young lion preparing to graduate. He's got the connection to Osprey. He's British, you know, so he, he kind of right. fits right in. But I got a more wild one for you. Coming up at Resurgence, New Japan Strong, we will see a young lion return from excursion that we have not seen in a while. I know exactly where you're going here. You're right. Good old Shooter. I'm looking forward to seeing Shooter Umino. Um, I kind of like the idea of Shooter who's done his excursion at Rev Pro so you can get to the connection to Osprey there. There you go. Right. I kind of like Shooter for the United Empire. Why not? I'm all for it. And it makes total sense to go that way, man. And hey, he's Reshu's son, but damn, this kid is going to be a star, man. I mean, there's no ifs or buts about it. Well, and I, I think being Reshu's son, it only makes sense for him to come in as a heel, right? Like, let, right. let, like, get the whole nepotism <laughs> thing, like, straight out of the way so Absolutely. we can move forward because I'm with you. Yep. I think Shooter's got a great upside. Dude, I've always felt that way the whole time, even when he was starting out. Okay, so how about this? Shooter was John Moxley's personal young boy. He was right. I forgot about that, but he was. <laughs> yeah. How about Shooter comes out to celebrate with John Moxley 
after Moxley defends the IWGP United <laughs> States Championship at Resurgence, and Shooter turns on Moxley. That'd be sick, dude. Could Don't we do that? Could we do I mean, that? Why not? Why can't we? Would, would it be believable for Shooter, who's a junior heavyweight at best, to turn on John Moxley? Well, first of all, unless you're going to get him over, and I'm not talking about Moxley here, right? Then there's no point of, then it's not, you know, there's no point of doing this, right? Because what's the point of Moxley going over? I get it, like almost student, you know, teacher, but not really. Like his little, right. You know, He's a little bitch boy per but, se, if you want to, you know what I'm but saying? But can you put the U.S. title on Shooter? Why not? Well, I mean, I guess you could, but... You could. I mean, why not, man? I think it would really elevate him, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean... It would... It would elevate like, him. That's right. for sure. Why not, man? He would be the conquering hero, bringing back the IWGP United States Championship to Japan. Because that Absolutely. makes total sense. Right. Absolutely. I mean, why not? Just because it says United States Championship doesn't mean... Doesn't he mean it has it. to be. You bet. Right, exactly. So yeah, man, why not? If only if you want to push him to the moon and and make a statement with him straight off the bat. He comes back from excursion, boom. And then you know straight away you've already elevated him day one. If that's a rub, dude. That's a great rub that would do wonders for him, man. We talk about day one young lions returning from excursion. We mentioned it earlier in the show. Day one. Master Wado got his ass beat by Doki. Day 365, he is in a singles match with the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion Shingo Takagi and gets mercilessly pummeled for 14 minutes and 50 seconds before Shingo hits the last of the dragon. At no point during this match did anybody think for a half a second master wado was going to win this match including master wado the character <laughs> had no hope coming into this match and rather than talk about wado in the year of wado because we already talked about that let's talk about shingo iwgp world heavyweight champion um Going into the matchup with Kazuchika Okada, and even when he beat Kota Ibushi, oh wait, that's going to happen inside of the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> right. Um, there was a certain edge to Shingo, right? Like, because I mean, like he's telling Ibushi, like I wanted to challenge you for this title, and you were ducking me, so now I'm calling you out. He he beats the Rainmaker to finally achieve that dream. And now everything feels different with Shingo. It I does. I feel like that belt is fucking cursed, dude. <laughs> like everything feels like Shingo immediately doesn't feel as cool as soon as he has the world heavyweight championship. Like that doesn't make any kind of logical sense. I 100% agree with you, Jago. Ever since he's won that that abomination of a belt right now because i'm not gonna lie i don't like it right oh One i bit. i hate that belt but i will say that belt looks like it was made for shingo like i i didn't I like i i didn't like it with abushi i didn't like it with osprey i think it looks like the fucking divas championship draped <laughs> in gold but for some reason it looks good on shingo 
but he's lost his edge, dude. Yeah, even his hair looks like more curled than shit. Like he has <laughs> to play like, like he has to play champion. Like he has to be that that front bearer for for the right. company now. And it's just And he's not that, dude. It just feel cuz like Shingo just feels like a renegade character. He's he's you know the unhinged Definitely. dragon, you know? Right. And 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 he's the unhinged dragon from Dragon Gate. So I mean Right. And it just it's it's yeah. not working for me. I, Shingo's one of the greatest talents in the world. I think he's the wrestler of the year. He's had some incredible matches this year. Absolutely. But now it just all feels different to me. I dare say, like, it's de-elevated him, dude. I'm not going to lie. It feels like it. It's so weird. Just the whole dynamic is so weird. And maybe it's because I, I still view him as, you know, at best, the number two in LIJ. At best. And that's arguable. Well, and that and that's because Hiromu's injured. Y- you right. know what I mean? And Naito doesn't seem like he really gives a fuck. So it, it's just, a, it's a really weird dynamic. And that's the thing. Where are we going, like, with this? Like, even with LIJ, like, what? Yeah. Like, what's happening here, man? Like, uh, it doesn't make sense. And I don't know if they should take the belt off him ASAP or just give it a bit more time. But it's just not working, man. Well, well you could. We'll see sorry. what happens in the Tokyo Dome. Like, if he feels like the defending champion walking into the Tokyo Dome. Like, that's a right. big fucking match for Shingo. Absolutely, man. I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, I think it's that's the event where whether he whether the company is truly behind him or it was just an experiment that just it went i hate to say it wrong so weird so weird let's talk about your main event of the evening the iwgp heavyweight tag team championships on the line tetsuya naito and sonata defeat the dangerous techers (laughs) in 36 minutes in 57 seconds. This thing was a marathon to become marathon. the 90th tag team champions. What I don't understand, Jimmy, this was the first defense. The Dangerous Techers just got these belts back from the Gorillas. Right. And I just weird, man. Like it seemed like it came <laughs> out of nowhere. Even Naito and Sonata challenging for these titles felt like it came out of nowhere. But when you look back, Sonata and Naito, 16 and one now as a tag team since they started hooking up. Like they very quietly just right up the ranks. Wow. I, nobody saw it coming. I didn't see it coming. (laughs) I definitely didn't see it coming. And again, I mean, what's Jado and Gato's end game here dude where are we really going are we trying to save bumps on tetsuya naito's bump card for when it really matters because he seems like he's having fun he seems like he's getting around really really well he seems like he's in really good shape and we know when he was champion and even during the G1 last year he was going out and just having marathon matches 
he's earned a little bit of time off. I mean, like, is, is the tag team division, like, we'll give you the tag belts. You can hang out there. You can take half the bumps. We'll pay you just as much money. Save it for the G1. I hope so, because his bump card, he doesn't have many cards left, dude. I mean, those <laughs> knees have so much tape on them. It's yep. insane. I'm also hearing he's had a lot of concussions too, dude. Well, I mean, it's Naito. Like, does he really right. have a concussion or does he just not want to be there? <laughs> you know, like, do you know where you are? Do I ever know where I am? <laughs> like, you know, like... Tranquilo, like, man. man. Tranquilo. <laughs> too much. Tranquilo. <laughs> like way too much. But man, Naito is still one of my like favorite wrestlers in all of professional wrestling. And you know, seeing him in the tag division just weird. It doesn't sit well. Yeah, it just it's weird. I would still be happy if he was in the top end of the card. But then in saying that, everyone right now is in limbo, <laughs> dude. When it comes to YouTube, man, from Okada to Naito to Sonata. To evil, to Shingo. I mean, it's you know what Naito hey, needs. He he right. he needs his boy Shingo to do him a solid, and get rid of the hideous belt. Bring oh, back the IWGP version four. Bring back the Intercontinental Championship. Give it to Tetsuya Naito, <laughs> and let him just drag it around and see if he can destroy it again. Because that's it. Uh, Without the Intercontinental Championship, like, you took away Naito's thing. Like, that was his thing. Like, he won, the, he won the big boy belt. That was cool. He had the, du the double titles. Like, it was fitting that it was Naito. Absolutely. But now, I, I miss Naito with the Intercontinental Championship. I mean, number one, it's the most beautiful championship in the history of professional wrestling. That's why the Great Buddha has it back there. I can see it, right? Right, the, absolutely. The, the, the Great Buddha, that's right. He he, he is <laughs> the forever reigning Intercontinental Champion. Um, forever. <laughs> be, because Shingo just needs to do a solid and hook his boy Naito up with the, with the Intercontinental Championship. Like, do it up, bro. Give me something to do. That's it. Split it. <laughs> Hand it over. No, it's true, man. I mean, look, could we possibly be getting a Shingo Naito IWGP match? Possibly. There are little scenes. <sighs> Maybe, but does anybody want to see it? Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the thing. They've got to be careful how they book it. If it does go down, would it be in, in a way like a friendly sort of rivalry? You know, like just in the... I mean, because, like, I feel like people would rather see Hiromu versus Naito. Oh, man, I'm still pissed that that match never went down, dude. Yep. Hey, people want to see that match. I'd rather see I'd rather see La Sombra versus Naito. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. See what I mean? You can go you so know, many like, ways. Like, I, I have no desire to see Shingo and Naito right now. I just, which is weird because I should, but I, I just don't. There's not enough meaning for that match right now you know what i mean where's with him and hiromi oh man that's like it's almost like father and son yeah I mean? or brother and little brother, brother and like, brother you bet because to me they're almost 
the same, except Hiromi's way more wacky, but they, like they, they are yin and yang. They complete each other, right? Like Hiromu is batshit insane. <laughs> Naito yeah. is like the cool, calm, and collected tranquilo. Like they're the perfect opposites. And and the way that's that what interact makes it work. is so great too. That's man. what makes like it work. Too, like right, because it's, it's just brilliant. it's it's Hiromu trying to pop Naito. That's yeah, all that's it is. Exactly. Exactly. Any any glow dude naito glows he looks at like he really loves him man you can see it you can see in his face see in his eyes they got a real affection for each other and like you said he definitely is just doing it to pop naito and it kills me every time man it's great shit it's it it sucks that that match got cancelled and then it was just forgotten about pretty much you know what i mean and i hope we go back down that way why not man how fresh would that be right now yeah absolutely people want to see it I, regardless, the anniversary show, junior champion, heavy champion, nobody cares. We just want to see the match. Right. And are they going to do it again? I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. Because the story going into it was great. It, it was. It was fantastic it shit. Yep. And it was just the end of it. Like, that was it. And I'm like, really? Like, really? That was such a tease. So let's run down the card for the Tokyo Dome. That'll be the next time I will be back in your ear holes. I'm going to see who I can get a hold of to to run down the Tokyo Dome show. Uh, Starting off with fucking Yano. The fucking Yano match. We're going to have a KOPW 2021 New Japan Rainbow. What that means for those who don't know, this (laughs) is their version of the Royal Rumble. Right, so the Royal Rumble is going to be the pre-show match where it belongs. I've never been a big fan of, uh, you know, the whole over-the-top gimmick, um, but now it's under Yano rules. So this means you can be thrown over the top, you can be pinned, you can be submitted, or you can be handcuffed. Now <laughs> Yano's logic here is. If you get eliminated from this match, you will be handcuffed to ringside. So you have to watch the rest of the match and suffer the embarrassment of being eliminated. That's the plan. Um, yeah. Jago, uh, talk about burying your whole uh, roster right there on fucking that Yano, match, right? dude. It's, it's fucking Yano. It's. Ugh. Dude, what I want to know is who the fuck came up with that shit? Like, seriously. Well, in storyline... I know, it's Yano, but... No, it's not. In storyline, this is all Kazuchika Okada's fault. Okada came up with the idea of the KOPW. This is all Okada's fault inside of the storyline. And I that did not do Okada any favors inside of the booking. I mean, like, fans were kind of like, this is fucking stupid. So, <laughs> so then what do we do with this crap? Well, I mean, at this point, it's the Yano Championship. It's, it's the Yano Invitational at this point. <laughs> but why the handcuffs, though, man? Well, like, because why? well, because normally how KOPW works, right, is, is it'll be Yano versus a challenger. Right, right, right. And both men name their own stipulation for the match, and then the fans get to vote on what it's going to be, right? So, but since this is a Rambo and there's going to be God knows how many people in this fucking match, they just left it up to Yano. 
So the two choices were we could either have a blindfolded Royal Rumble or we could have the hand the the handcuff match. Fans so, thankfully chose the handcuff match. So that's what it's going to be. I don't know what's worse. Blindfolded? That would be kind of stupid and funny at the same time. I but, wish uh, I could be blindfolded as I fucking watch <laughs> this shit. This is like this is crazy, man. It's laughable. Look, oh, maybe maybe it would be great. I don't know. Let's see. We'll see. Fucking Yano. You never know. I hate him so but, much. <laughs> come so on. Much. I'm sure in your heart of hearts, Jago, you can grow to, to like Yano, bro. My standard, my standard for a Tori Yano match is it, it is not ranked in stars. It is ranked in good or bad. And I got this scale from our friends over at the Super J cast. And it hey. is, did this match make me laugh? If yes, it was a good Yano match. If no, it sucked. And more often than not, it sucks. <laughs> like I said, I've grown to like the guy, man. I'm not going to lie. I've grown to like him. I can't get, have him all the time, put it that way. But it's because you're Australian. Me, it's, I mean. Okay, okay, fine. It is. <laughs> fucking Crocodile <laughs> Dundee, Toruyano. I mean, you like. <laughs> it's the same thing, dude. Yeah, same, much. same. Yeah, it, it, really I mean, it really is. It really is. It really is. <laughs> IWGP Junior Tag Team titles on the line. The Mega Coaches. Because you're not going to get enough comedy in the fucking rumble. The mega coaches versus El Fantasmo and Taisha Ishimori <laughs> for the junior tag team titles and to expose El Fantasmo's loaded boot. <laughs> Who you got going over? It's going to be Bullet Club, right? Yeah, 100%. 100% Fantasmo. Who eats the pin? And, and Who Ishimori. eats the pin? Is it going to be Taguchi or Rocky Romero? Oh, God, that's. That's a lot harder than it seems, but I bet it'll be <laughs> right? Rocky. You're going with I Rocky. I bet it'll be Rocky, dude. Yeah, I'm going to go with Rocky. It's too simple to go with Taguchi, bro. Interesting, interesting. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship on the line. This is the match I'm probably most looking forward to. It's going to be the Australian piece of shit, Robbie Eagles, <laughs> taking on El Desperado, <laughs> our brave and valiant champion, representing Suzuki Goon. Uh, we already discussed this. Despy's going over. But I do expect this. 100%. I think this will probably be the match of the night, and that's saying something giving our main event. Uh, in a special Absolutely. singles match, Kazuchika Okada versus Jeff Cobb. This one's really intriguing because this one I could kind of see going either way. Absolutely. But could we possibly get a no DQ type of finish? I mean, the double DQ finish, the count out finish, all that shit, it works in New Japan. You know why it works in New Japan and it doesn't work in the WWE? Because New Japan doesn't do four of them every show. You know, so so you can get away with it. And did I say no DQ? I mean, DQ finish, by the way. But um, I, I, un I understood. Yeah. I speak Australian. <laughs> there you go. But, uh, um, man, that's the only logical way I can go because... Whoever loses this match, in my opinion, it's bad. Yeah. But it's more bad for Cobb, in my opinion, though. But it's it's just as bad for Okada in many ways, too. So, I don't know. I'm intrigued, dude, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm also intrigued by its spot on the card because it's not even the semi-main event, which is an odd place for Okada. It's right in the middle of the card coming out of intermission. 
your your semi-main event, IWGP heavyweight tag team titles on the line, Sonata and Naito in a rematch against the Dangerous Techers. I, I, I don't even know how to call this because I, I still don't know what I make of this Los Angeles de Habon team. And that makes two of us. Could we possibly get them dropping the belts this time? I mean, wouldn't that be weird, though? You win them one See, week and drop the, them the next week? That's I mean, what I'm saying, dude. Look at the way these cardies I mean, I mean, booked. who are the dangerous techers? Who do they think they are? Charlotte Flair? <laughs> we got to just inflate their championship reign total? Good God. Jesus. I can't believe Nikki Cross won that freaking belt. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? You like, mean... You mean- Nikki, Nikki almost superhero, Jago. right? Right. See, and I would have been fine with this entire angle if they would have done it in like you know maybe two, three weeks, not in twenty-four hours. Like where it's right. just blatantly we're trying to inflate the number of times that Charlotte has won the title. It's it's freaking nauseating. Well, well I just want to say shout out to Kevin Panetta because he called it, and I was like, "You're joking," and he got it right. So shout out to Kev. Hey, there you go. IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. This is the match that's going to put butts in seats. It's going to be Shingo Takagi defending the World Heavyweight Championship against Kota Ibushi, the original, the the man who merged these titles together, (laughs) the guy who had this crazy idea, the guy who was really hurt by his championship reign. Um, Absolutely, it did not do Ibushi any kind of favors. It's cursed, dude. It's fucking cursed. I mean, I mean, it is what it is, right? I mean, one I'm of two things. Though. One of two things is going to happen, right? Shingo is going to beat Ibushi, or are we going to finally get Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega for the IWGP oh. World Heavyweight Championship? Because like I always felt like that was the plan. That was the whole purpose of Abushi, like uniting these titles, kind of playing Absolutely. into the whole belt collector thing. But right then it seemed like because of COVID, it wasn't going to happen. Well, now we've got people kind of coming into the country and kind of going out. Maybe it can happen. Like I don't know, man. Um, Does anybody care anymore? Well, I'll tell you, since nobody cares anymore, I can see it right now, Jago. It's going to be Kota Ibushi versus Kenny Omega at Bound for Glory. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I can see that happening. Oh, no, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, dude, but it's Bound for Glory, dude. I'm telling you now, man. Remember, remember that right now. I said it right here. Bound for Glory, Kenny versus Kota. <laughs> where the world will not be watching, dude. Oh, <laughs> like 50,000 fans are going to get like the show of their life. And we're not talking about in the arena since it's a WrestleMania show and all that. You know what I mean? <laughs> My God. I mean, I feel, I feel so bad. I feel like we've just buried impact for like two hours. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry. That wasn't the plan, like, ladies and gentlemen. It wasn't my intention. We never spoke about this off the air. That's a fact, all right? But since you got Jay White turning up at Slammiversary, heck, Kenny vs. Kota at Bound for Glory, dude. I'm not sure how, but somehow this is Machine Gun Carl Anderson's fault. One way or the other, this is on the Machine Gun. I'm just, I'm going to oh, say it. Oh, man. Hey, well, it's his fault for signing there in the first place. So, 
No, Dude, you know I'm what? You know what? As I think about, you're right. You're right. This is not Machine Gun Carl Anderson's fault. It's Maria Kanellis's fault. <laughs> if you are an avid, long-term New Japan watcher, you got that joke. <laughs> Just say, hey, man. Remember how we used to fucking react when she used to shake her tush, bro? Hey, man. She was a lot better version of Maria Kanellis back then than she you was bet. now. You bet. You bet. 100%. <laughs> G-A-G from the PWC. He's the man, Jimmy T. Bro, I think we finally made it through this goddamn show. We finally <laughs> made it. Why don't you go ahead, put over all your social media, put over the Rational Rage Network, put over the Pro Wrestling Coalition. Let them hear it all. <laughs> well, first of all, you can find us at rationalragenetwork.podbean.com where you find all our shows, including me. Where I host the PWC. I host a few shows, man. I've got the Monday Night Raw Recap Show, the Friday Night Smack Talk, the Wednesday Night Skirmish, and the Tuesday Night Conflict. So you can find me all there, man, at rationalragenetwork.podbean.com and just type PWC or Rational Rage all over social media, man. You'll find us there. What's your Twitter? PWC at twitter.com. No, 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 your Oh, my Twitter. one. Well, me. I'm at DJ Mass Effects, where you can find my music and wrestling. But yeah, man. So <laughs> promote. I should promote God my damn, man. I lined it right up and I threw it right down the fucking right. middle for you. See, I should promote that more often, but I don't, man. I don't, but I should. So yeah, follow me at, at, at DJ Mass Effects. This was awesome, man. It only took us four days to get it done. I appreciate <laughs> you. Oh, man. It's always a pleasure, Jago, man. Whenever you ask me to come on, I'm always excited, bro. But i got to admit, this was one of the weirdest conversations I've ever had about New Japan Pro Wrestling and, in turn, Impact Wrestling. Like I said, bound for glory, baby. We're going big time. My, my apologies to any Impact Wrestling. So that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Destino, a New Japan Pro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for listening. And if you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. Cause us one of those five-star reviews. Help us out in the algos. Destino is brought to you by our friends over at the HTM Podcast Network, Hameen Media Group, the PW Hustle, the Rational Rage Network, and IndiePW.com. Find the show online at DestinoPod.com, across all social media at DestinoPod. Keep up with me across all social media platforms at NotJargo. Very special thanks to Jimmy for joining me on this week's special edition. I'll be back soon with a review of Wrestle Grand Slam and some stardom talk. Until then, find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, be it Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, or iHeartRadio. Enjoy the road to the Tokyo Dome, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be back in your ear holes soon with an all-new episode of Destino, a New Japan Pro Wrestling Podcast. Matane. <laughs>